1: Lumos. Hello friends, welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Sir Ezra the Watchful, History of Magic Professor, the Flannel Wizard, obviously... Yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur.
2: Einen wunderschönen guten Tag. We're delighted that you are our guest today. Come in and make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. This is episode number 63 of Shell Cottage Radio, and this week we will talk about Chapter 9 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Grim Defeat. As always, we'll start with our cottage catch-up, train for future trivia nights, and do our best to learn more about Magical and those fantastic beasts.
1: Hey. Come on, how much more can you guys learn about me? All right? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: you're, you're a beast.
1: You think I'm a fantastic beast? Yeah, you're that's why I said that. So it, was, it was supposed to be funny, though, so you're allowed to laugh.
2: You think I'm a Hufflepuff?
1: I think you're 49 percent Hufflepuff.
2: I I think I'm 49.9 percent Hufflepuff.
1: Yeah, check out the story. Um, (laughs) What did you say last night? You were like, "Hmm, you know what? There is nothing better than Friday dinner."
2: Friday night dinner. I was preparing dinner. Dinner, I was so hungry after a long first week of school.
1: But then, but then this morning she was like, "There is nothing better than like a Saturday morning breakfast." (laughs) And we just got Actually, done making ideas <clears throat> and you said the same thing. And I'm I'm, I'm guessing tomorrow will it be the same.
2: I am remembering this morning, you were the one who asked me, I want to go to the Fox in the Snow, mm-hmm. which is a great cafe, coffee really shop, good place, breakfast guys. place in New Albany, Ohio.
1: Yeah. Uh, New Albany, Ohio, if you're from Ohio, central um, Ohio area. Go check it out. There is one in downtown Columbus as well, too. True. So,
2: and you're actually eating a cookie from the Fox and the right now.
1: That's true. I am. Sorry about that. Not to be rude, but <laughs> got to get these, uh, you know, calories in.
3: I know. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't have to, but I want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
2: Honestly, the stress of school makes you eat more. I really felt that last week. Yeah. Just because you have to like keep pushing through at the beginning of the school year, there's so much to do. There's so much to do in a short amount of time before the students come in. And you just have to keep working. We were probably at school for nine to ten hours every day before yeah. the students came in. So
1: Yeah. It was it was it was uh it was intense. It was intense. By the yeah. way, cottage ketchup, first week of school. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> uh and it's been it's been a little crazy, you know. I, how many times? How many times did you hear, uh, Frau Kirk? What are we doing right now? <laughs> like, are we supposed to be doing something? What's going on? Well,
2: we only had two days so far, but yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I just, I yeah, I can't. The wait joy
2: of being a teacher when you explain something. You better. Have a lot of students those. will still ask the same thing that you just explained, and it's like,
1: breathe, breathe, and write it on the board. Yeah, you no, know?
2: and even if it's on the board, there I will still be going a to.
1: question. I know they're going to, but it gives me more sort of like I point the finger and then I point at the board, yeah. and I'm not going to waste my voice. All right, <laughs> so and he, we love. Pod, our, we, I need it for podcasting? No, I'm kidding. We do. We love, love our, our students. They're great. But,
2: yeah, yeah, we wonderful. all were once little rascals running around trying to learn something. My
1: so. gosh, I was a rascal. Absolutely <laughs> was, and that's probably this is. I would say it's my punishment but it's like you know you have to (laughs) i gave those teachers a hard time so (laughs) now it's time for me to go back and and do my service to to (laughs) our communities so
2: there you go
1: yeah but i don't know it's been good it's been uh been a little so it's our first weekend and uh we'll have our first full week next week so next episode we might be talking about our own grim defeat you know what i mean (laughs) like
2: i keep saying you are so funny me? If people would hear all the jokes you crack every day,
1: I wish they could. I wish, <laughs> I wish they would come up on the podcast. You know what I mean? Like,
2: I have to, write, I have to keep a book, but I have things, to write them down. Sometimes it's just a situation. Well, and you have to be there and hear it. Sometimes
1: I'm also a Hufflepuff who's just a little bit like, like has a playful mind. And <laughs> sorry, don't take that. But you know, I was we were just doing the we were doing the short earlier, and I just said. And I'll, I'll just say, I'll just say the, the intro to it, which is like, "What if James Potter had his wand readily available?" And Lottie starts laughing, and I'm like, what? "It's a serious question." The night that Voldemort attacked, you know, what if he had his wand?
2: Go check out that short.
1: Readily available, and anyway, what
2: would happen? Yeah, I don't know. What would
1: happen? What would have happened that night what? if his wand was ready? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's more that I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really funny. I just laugh a lot at things that I think are funny, and I just um, say silly things. Or I enjoy. I don't know. I disagree. I I think you're really funny. Okay. Um, I thought about. I actually thought about making up like a joke uh, segment on on our (laughs) podcast where we where we tell jokes. Do you
2: come up with a joke?
1: I would come up with the jokes, and uh, I would I would tell them, and you would have to answer them, and I would try to make you laugh. I also thought about doing a segment, and I'm gonna say it right now. Okay, okay. Uh, it's called "Flirting with Fleur," <laughs> <laughs> where in which I'm like, "Wow," where I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" And I like drop all these like pickup lines on you, and you're like, uh, <laughs>
2: "Like the worst wizarding worst wizard lines pickup lines ever. you can imagine. Cringy. That'd, that'd be actually pretty funny.
1: Absolute cringe, as the kids say." <laughs> cringe but sometimes i would i have sus. to make the distinction know. though
2: yeah that i think you are naturally very funny but sometimes you send me stuff that you think i think is funny but i don't oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> but i don't no. <laughs> it's a german sense of humor uh, rika you know what we're talking about right yeah i mean i'm kidding but it here. happens
2: the other way around so
1: it does happen yeah <laughs> some things that you think are really funny and i'm like that's 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 dumb. Okay, you said it for me. I didn't <laughs> want to say it, but I think it's dumb. Normally, it's like a Pokemon meme, though, and I'm oh, like... Oh,
2: you don't understand. I don't you get don't them. Understand. I don't understand. I don't
1: get them. I don't know.
2: I have, like, so many Pokemon and SpongeBob jokes with Julia that mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. even funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Julia knows what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. But the rest of us, we're in the dark. All right, so. ready. Lumos. All right. What's up? What are we doing next?
2: Are you actually ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I always ask you if you're ready. What if you one day say, no, I'm not?
1: What, what if I just veto this section? And I was just like, I'm not. We're not doing it. I'm not well, doing to Well, we can't.
2: Ve- you can't veto the tra- oh. training of today because... Oh. No. Before well, we do this. Yeah. I do want to do
1: this. I want to do this segment because... You want to veto? No. Dude, I do not <laughs> want to veto. I want to be- do this segment because if they ever bring back that tournament of houses... Oh, you want to want be ready to audition for that show.
2: You want to be ready. You want to be right next to David. David fighting for Hufflepuff.
1: King David. <laughs> David is our king. King Badger is what I call him. Uh, he's King Badger. Is king. He is literally awesome. We saw him at LeakyCon, by the way. We numerous did. times. I sat we right behind no, him.
2: We had no idea that he was going to be there. I shook it his was hand. So cool.
1: I shook his that hand. That was so awesome. It was. I just thanked him for representing our house as well as he did, <laughs> and I would love a repeat. You know? So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, I definitely am down to be. Okay. To go through the three
2: questions. And okay. we need to include this today because our EEE depends on it. Okay. So. okay. All right. First question <clears throat> What does the Hogwarts school motto, and I'm going to do this in my Latin, okay? How I would pronounce it as a German person pronouncing okay. Latin. Go for it. Draco Dormiens. Nun quam Titilandos. <laughs>
1: um. What? Um. Okay. What? Draco is in the dormitories <laughs> doing Stop. some Stop. something inappropriate. Okay. Okay. okay Draco okay. TikTok. Check it out. Wow.
2: What is that, Draymione? I honestly
1: don't know what this means. So what does
2: it mean? I think it just means... Those who study here
1: shall learn great things. Okay. I think that's what it means. I don't know.
2: Okay. Yeah, you wish it would mean something like that.
1: But in
2: English, it means never tickle a sleeping dragon.
1: Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. You're not making that up.
2: No, that's what it means.
1: Never tickle a sleeping dragon. Yeah. So the tittle the, 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 the to tell, to tell Andius is tickle. Is that what that means? I'm just seeing. Yes.
2: Nunquem is like a never. Um, Draco obviously is a dragon and dormant uh-huh. is sleeping. Asleep. Oh.
1: Mm-hmm. Dormant dragon.
2: Yeah. Tickle, no Latin's tickle. not that bad. Hey, it's almost like English uh, has like a derived from, from wow. latin or something.
1: Can we get a segment where you just speak latin to us as much as possible and we just try to figure out what you're My
2: saying? My latin teacher's actually would probably say cringe. so cringe. Well,
1: I mean, that was how pretty she good. tries
2: to pronounce it.
1: <laughs> I thought it was pretty. The good. problem
2: about latin if you learn latin, there's not a lot of authentic resources for speaking it and mm-hmm. hearing it because it's a dead language. So you only okay. read about it, you translate, but you never really, you know, communicate like spoken yeah. language.
1: So. Right. Okay.
2: And if you want to know more about the deeper meaning and why the Hogwarts founders chose this as the motto, then make sure you listen to the Extendable Ear Edition for patrons.
1: Okay. I have no idea what we're talking about, so <laughs> that's uh, intriguing to me. Mm, okay.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, we'll cover that. I'll talk a little bit more about that motto.
1: Never tickle a... Sleeping Dragon.
2: I brought a second question for okay. you. Please. This is pretty pretty tough. But if you want to no, compete in the tournament, you have to know this I kind of
1: already stuff. missed the school's motto, so I don't know.
2: See, and you did not... This re- is why I'm in Hufflepuff. <laughs> I think no one really knows it. Even though it's on the school logo thing. Yeah. Anyway, um... You, I told you to remind me, mm-hmm. listen to the audiobook again before we start, Okay. but I have not. So I'm going to suffer through this now. Okay. Okay. So second question is, where do they find the fat lady after she fled from Sirius's attack?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, where did they find her? Is it just like
2: a couple portraits over? That's how it is in the movie. They're like, oh, look, there she goes yeah but that's not how
1: it is in the book so is she in another portrait
2: yes she is and she's in
1: a particular isn't it mm, does it start it's with the mentioned p? doesn't it start with the letter p no the poor on it <laughs> okay this is a it's guess pretty
2: interesting though because this portrait actually is mentioned again in another context really which i was very surprised because i could never remember that name but
1: okay give it to me okay it's where'd she go I mean, it's, it in says, the, it's probably in the chapter, and I totally just, yeah, yeah, is the it last is. chapter. Yeah,
2: it's one of those things you just over you read over it because you can't pronounce it. <laughs> like I'm gonna try and pronounce it. She is hiding in a map of Argyllshire or Argyllshire. Argyllshire shire? Argyle shire. on the second floor. Shire. Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> How would you say it? It's Scottish. Well, it looks
1: like it's Argyle. Argyle shire. shire
2: or shire. Shire. Okay.
1: Argyl. Argyle Shire. I don't know how you would say that. Argyll Shire. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's spe- spelled A-R-G-Y-L-L and then Shire. Hmm interesting cool but what blew my mind was i was trying to find out more about that portrait and i googled it and the first entries were about hogwarts legacy and i was like oh what so there is the arg argyle shire map in hogwarts legacy and there's a quest like you find to go there that's so i mean that makes me so happy that the makers of Hogwarts Legacy probably went through the book and found that one portrait mentioned in that one specific situation Mm -hmm. and they take that and put it in the game and you can find it.
1: That's deep. That is like, I I love when there's that, that attention to detail.
2: So awesome. Really? Yeah. Shout out to... Those people who make that game,
1: I think we kind of said we want to start playing. I mean, you definitely want to do like a gaming night this fall, right? Because we're just a little bit, I think we're a little perturbed that we don't get enough gaming in. (laughs) I know, and like we don't have kids yet, so I don't know what we're doing. I mean, I'm obviously we're running the podcast, we love just talking Harry Potter, but I'm I'm like, when we're not or we're editing it, it's like, let's throw Hogwarts Legacy on, let's get through. More than you know, I mean there's just some. I much.
2: know. So. Cute story though. I mentioned to my students that I play video games and one student she was so excited she raised her hand, she was like, Oh, so Frau Kirk, do you do you play Minecraft then? And I was like, um so I like to watch my niece play it and her
1: face is crumbling (laughs) and
2: she's so so. disappointed she's like how does she even how can she even say that she plays video games if she doesn't play Minecraft
1: yeah right and then this kid literally (laughs) went down to the office and was just like I'd like to drop German Uh, can we know your reason Uh, my teacher doesn't play Minecraft so I'm out wow
2: (laughs) that was so cute though yeah um, all anyway, right. one more thing about Argyle Shire. It was an actual county of Scotland until 1975 when Scottish counties were abolished. Huh? Yeah. Just a little bit of history. Wow. Real history here. That's yep. cool.
1: I would love to go play that quest now, though, and figure out what that's all about. Like I think you it's
2: just one item that's part of it, but it's definitely mentioned. Yeah. Like, people ask, uh, what does the button do in... The Hogwarts Legacy Argyle Shire map. So there you go.
1: Isn't it funny how <laughs> we have probably it's probably a really simple way to pronounce it or, or maybe it's nothing like we think yeah. phonetically and everyone's like, oh my god, these people, come on, like hey. the same point. It's so funny. That's what, when you get into fantasy novels and stuff. Though, oh we were yeah, talking about this. Uh, and by the way, shout out to Joan.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Uh, it's like going it to be a real. I'm gonna make a shirt that just says Joan. <laughs> you know what I mean. But Please I want to, I want to, with a pronunciation guide, just so we're all good, and we'll put that on the shop. Okay, <laughs> uh, don't worry, Joan. You get yours for free. All right, we'll send it to you. But uh, yeah, I just thought, like, we 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 talked about that for a while because then I started listening to some of my Star Wars books again. And I was listening back to Wheel of Time and and just all these different fantasy series. and You are like how do you pronounce that word? How do you put the yeah. name or that thing or whatever? And this is an actual re- real place, and I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. I, know. I love the comments where I, I get or I say something wrong or I pronounce something wrong on a short, uh, like or just the way that I say things. I guess is uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, but yeah, no, I just I say them wrong. Yeah, uh, I think I say like ex- exception or how do I put it? Oh yes, yeah, no, es- okay. um, especially. So, so a, I say especially. I say especially, yeah. and it's especially, and everyone's just like, and you're a teacher, like just <laughs> question mark question mark. This is sus. Who's this guy? <laughs> is he <a> teacher? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I just said it that way. That's Maybe that's how one of my family members said it. You know how that happens, and you, and you, just, you learned it that way, or you heard somebody say it that way, I and know. You know, we're off and running. It's yeah. like, hey, half my family is dyslexic. No one's so.
2: perfect. Yeah. No one says everything perfectly, so don't worry. Okay, thanks. Um, by the way, there is another fun word in our next segment.
1: Okay, good. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> What you, you rescue these
2: creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm, I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. Um. Welcome to our weekly magi zoology lesson. Bill and Flor want to learn even more about magical creatures and fantastic beasts and share this knowledge with you guys. This week we will take a closer look at the Chimera? Question yeah.
1: mark? Yeah, yeah, you said it right.
2: The Chimera has a classification of one, two, three, four, five X's, which means known wizard killer, impossible to train or domesticate.
1: Okay. Before, hey, hold on. Before you jump into all of that, though, can I tell you that? So you know, the Ahsoka series is coming up. People are like, "Wait, Ez, what? Well, stop!" Did you just? Yeah. No. Yeah. Sorry, I did. It is. I'm excited. It's. I'm excited <laughs> about it, and. This word, in in particular, mm-hmm. is associated with Thrawn. Thrawn. Is it? Yeah, Thrawn's ship is named the Chimera. Really? Yeah, I didn't and know that. it's a very like whenever That's it shows fun. up, it's a oh, 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 oh my, <laughs> That battle is going down. But yeah, just throwing that out okay. there. Don't forget Star Wars Hangout, guys. We'll be covering it. <laughs> Come over and check out Ahsoka shows. Okay. All right. Moving on. Sorry, back to the she goat. That's what it says. It says it means she goat. I know. So
2: I know. Um, let me read the entry first in go ahead. Fantastic Beasts, and then we'll talk about the Wikipedia. Got it. So the Chimera is a rare Greek monster with a lion's head, a goat's body, and a dragon's tail. Vicious and bloodthirsty, the Chimera is extremely dangerous. There's only one known instance of the successful slaying of a Chimera, and the unlucky wizard, concerned, fell to his death from his winged horse shortly afterwards exhausted by the effort by his efforts chimera eggs are classified as grade A non-tradable goods and there's a note from harry saying so hagrid will be getting some any time now yes <laughs> <That's a shame. laughs> pretty cute yeah. yeah and again um chimera's are actual creatures from greek mythology mm mm-hmm. Uh, Just a little bit of background knowledge. You already said it. It's Greek. Ancient Greek means she-goat. According to Greek mythology, uh, the chimera was a monstrous fire-breathing hybrid creature composed of different animal parts. It is usually depicted as a lion with the head of a goat protruding from its back and a tail that ends with a snake's head. Okay, so she made a little adjustment that it has a dragon's uh, tail or something okay so the term chimera has come to describe any mythical or fictional creature with parts taken from various animals to describe anything composed of disparate disparate mm-hmm. parts of perceived as wildly or perceived as wildly imaginative and plausible or dazzling so in according to that defi- definition buckbeak would be a chimera right because he's kind of I don't know. Uh,
1: maybe right, I, a hippogriff, I get what you're saying. What a
2: hippogriff has different but parts that's not different in animals yeah
1: right okay so she has her own
2: oh yeah not in the harry potter right you're just this you're, you're
1: talking Street about World. now wikipedia yeah. and you're talking about yes. like just just the lore and legend on it yeah because some things that you would call chimera are not they don't all look exactly the same yeah because they're a mix and match of things is yeah. what you're kind of saying but yeah Buckbeak is a little bit you know isn't
2: just, that crazy though that a goat comes out of a goat's head comes out of the back of a lion.
1: Yeah, it's a little strange. Can I taste the thing even more? Cra- so, we've been talking a lot about Sir Cadogan, and yeah. he actually sl- <gasps> the, the dragon like character that he yeah. slew is just dragon like. Oh. It's not actually a dragon. So, if it has a dragon's tail, it very well could have been a chimera, as well, you know.
2: Wow. Could have been okay. a chimera. So, okay. i
1: just throwing that out there. Interesting. Interessante. Mm. So.
2: Oh, you think he fell dead? No, I think he didn't.
1: No, 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 no. I know. Oh, that. you're right. You just read that the only yeah. one has been slain. Dang it. Yeah. He's trying to make what that? What about Cole, Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're right. He does. He because he does end up managing. Wait, doesn't he die?
2: He does. I mean, he's a portrait.
1: He dies because of that though. Because of the because yeah because he, right? So um, doesn't he die after that battle? I think he's
2: successful in killing the creature,
1: but then dies. Isn't that but what the. Something
2: explodes inside. Yeah.
1: Right, but doesn't that book just say that uh, the only one person has yes. no, ever seen No, no, no.
2: Successfully- yeah, but he the one person falls dead off of his winged horse. I don't think. Hmm. Theory is Sir and the one who slayed the okay. Chimera.
1: All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, my bad, my bad.
2: You're making stuff up now.
1: They're off his chain right now. What's going on? That's crazy. <laughs>
2: question that i always ask would you want to befriend or have possess a chimera
1: no everything in any other fantasy lore mythology i don't know like um story that's yeah where they're they just seem scary they they don't seem like
2: but you know what i know they say they're untamable but if that chimera was friendly towards me like you know my pet or even like just my friend
3: Mm -hmm.
2: i think it would be cool because i would be feel protected feel like oh yeah, the, yeah the, that thing could help right. me out they a just mysterious. They yeah, seem mysterious they seem
1: mysterious they seem like you know
2: yeah even though it would creep me out if a goat comes out of a lion's back.
1: hey come on now so. that they can't help
2: it i know it's not their fault
1: but no seriously i don't think i i it's it's less about how they look it's more about how just the i guess the lore around them or just just the when i think of when a chimera shows up in a story it seems yeah. to be kind of a
2: honestly yeah it says they're know. deadly so don't try and be their
1: friends <laughs> okay i won't
2: okay uh time for a grim defeat let's go is this the chapter we read Chapter nine, Grim Defeat. Sirius Black, the mass murderer all Britain is looking for, somehow broke into the Gryffindor's dormitory. Hogwarts declares a state of emergency and all students gather in the great hall to spend the night guarded by the prefects and ghosts. Teachers begin their search of the castle. Percy, as head boy, is in his element again and urges all students to get into their sleeping bags now. But everyone is asking the same question. How did Sirius Black get in? Wild theories emerge among the students. Did he operate in? Maybe he flew in on a broomstick. Hermione just rolls her eyes at the speculations. Is she the only one who's ever read Hogwarts history? The castle and grounds are protected by ancient spells and one does not simply walk into Hogwarts. Later that night, Harry, Ron, and Hermione pretend to be asleep and they overhear Snape's report of the search to Dumbledore. Black is nowhere to be found. Severus also reminds the headmaster of a conversation they had at the beginning of term. Black might've had help from inside the castle. But Dumbledore dismisses Snape's concern and makes it clear that he is convinced not a single person inside Hogwarts would have helped the murderer to get in. Teachers are shook by the incident and become very protective over Harry. McGonagall even admits that she does not feel comfortable with Harry practicing Quidditch at night out on the field with only his teammates around. She has Madame Hooch oversee their training from now on. And later that week, Oliver Wood delivers the news to the rest of the team. They're not playing Slytherin, but Hufflepuff this weekend. Draco Malfoy claims that his arm is still hurting too much from his accident with Buckbeak. Everyone knows that he's lying. And that Slytherin just doesn't want to play in the horrible weather conditions that are predicted for the upcoming weekend. But Hufflepuff's new captain and seeker, Cedric Diggory, already agreed to the change. On Friday, Wood is trying to give Harry last-minute tips in the hallway. This causes Harry to be ten minutes late to defense against the dark arts. Yet it is not Lupin who he mumbles his apologies to. Professor Lupin is too ill to teach, and instead, Snape is there as his substitute. It turns out that the class and Snape have very different opinions on Lupin's teaching skills. Snape claims that the class is way behind and promptly introduces a much more advanced creature, the werewolf. Hermione is desperately trying to show that she does know a lot about werewolves already, But Snape cuts her off and calls her an insufferable know-it-all. Ron is fed up with the unfair treatment of Hermione and points out how unreasonable Snape's teaching style is. This act of bravery, however, does nothing but earn Ron a detention while Snape continues with his reign of nastiness. At the end of class, he assigns them two rolls of parchment worth of an essay on how to recognize and kill a werewolf. At last, a dreadful school week comes to an end. On the morning of the Gryffindor Quidditch match, Harry is woken very uncomfortably by Peeves, who is blowing air in his ear. There was a roaring thunderstorm outside. Right before the match starts, Oliver is not even able to give a pep talk to his team. It is raining so hard that they can neither hear the crowd cheering nor identify any of their teammates on their brooms. A chaotic and muddy Quidditch match ignites. Harry is blinded by the rain. During a timeout, Hermione rushes over and casts a spell to repel the water on Harry's glasses. Finally, Harry is able to see what's going on. Minutes later, Harry suddenly spots something that makes his veins turn to ice. In an empty row, at the very top of the stands, there was a large black dog staring at him. The Grim. Harry blinks, and the dog has vanished. At the same time, the golden snitch has appeared somewhere behind Harry. The young seeker zooms around to try and catch it before Cedric, but then... Another horrible feeling of coldness and despair, like freezing water rushing through his body, emerges. He looks down and sees at least a hundred Dementors gathered right below him. Harry panics, and out of nowhere, a woman starts screaming, Not Harry! Take me instead! And Harry starts falling, deep, deep into a hole of darkness. He wakes up in the hospital wing. The entire Gryffindor team is huddled around his bed. Harry looks into anxious and pale faces. They inform him that Cedric caught the snitch, they lost the match, and they thought for a second that Harry had died when he fell off his broom. Ron and Hermione reveal to Harry that Dumbledore magically saved him in the last minute before he hit the ground. On top of all that, his Nimbus 2000 was blown up in the wind, hit the Whomping Willow, and is now completely destroyed. Harry feels like he just lost a good friend.
1: where to start i mean where to start
2: what a chapter very dark um the previous chapter very grim
1: go ahead and say it (laughs) very grim
2: the previous chapter already set the mood for this one though and um harry sees his godfather again and i said how different this reads when you know it's basically just serious wanting to see his godson play quidditch which then attracts the Dementors to the field and almost gets Harry killed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, so hold that, on a second. Yeah. Let's... Okay. Because later on in the next chapter, because mm-hmm. this is a reread. So mm-hmm. we, we, we mm-hmm. jump around here. We can kind of flash. What? Flash ahead and flash back. <laughs> and I think it's in the later chapter where, where Dumbledore... Some, they, they basically... Don't they kind of say that it's because of this large crowd? They're like, this large crowd, oh. the Dementors just couldn't resist. Oh. But you just said no. You no no no. You said okay. something interesting. Okay, I was of the
2: impression because we see Sirius in the stands that they somehow recognized sensed. or or sensed his. Oh, this is familiar. Maybe we have right. sensed this before. This um soul, whatever. Yes,
1: yes. And energy. so this is where we'll table that topic because that's actually mm. our next episode, which is our Harry Potter hangout oh. episode. Where we're gonna talk about what was actually going on um, here? What did they sense? And talk more about Dementors and okay, you know what Harry's sensing and the whole nine yards. Okay. It's a really sad. It is kind of it is sad actually. You know, it's a grim defeat. I mean, it's sad in a yeah. lot of. Oliver is absolutely distraught after yeah. after this. You know, yeah. Chapter.
2: Oh my goodness. Lord
1: have mercy. The but-
2: way the I don't know if it was Fred or George. The way they phrase it, I was like, stop, guys. Yeah, it's he's not funny.
1: No, he's just in the showers and just that's dying. his
2: life. He lives for quidditch yeah, so,
1: yeah yeah i gotta say though i think <laughs> that this this actually might have been oliver's fault and i think he's thinking the same thing because he does say i don't blame you harry i mean it, you know yeah. he didn't give it he didn't get a he didn't give the pregame speech
2: he did not he didn't do it he could not yeah he
1: couldn't bring himself to do it and yeah. here's the thing i everybody always talks about like oh is harry a, is, is harry a, a seer is is ron a seer can they can they Ooh. foresee things Look at Oliver predicting this game. He flat oh, out saw he this coming.
2: He they don't stand a chance.
1: Don't stand a chance. We're not right. No, you guys, you're not in the right headspace. Yeah. And he tried he to prevent it, it though. He, he tried. Right. He was in. The, he was talking to him. He's like, no, Harry. He's trying to give Harry tips and help him understand. Like this is. Mm. He had a foreboding, <laughs> like this feeling that told him we're not going to win. Slytherin got us. Yep. And another thing that I think happened in this chapter, I'm just going to go and spit all these out, and you can go back to your... I know you have notes. Uh, yeah. Don't want to take away from the bullet points here, okay? But, We're just freestyling. Well, I mean, this is also our personality. This is very different. You guys might have figured this out, but I'm a Hufflepuff who just rambles and rants and...
2: And I'm a Ravenclaw. I need my notes. I logic structure. and
1: structure. <laughs> Give this to me in bullet points. I'm going to go through this. How dare you get me off script? But I just couldn't help <laughs> myself because this chapter also, I think it kind of starts off somewhere where... You mentioned it in the summary, Peeves is blowing oh, yeah. air into Harry's ear. And it's not the same way that we're all thinking that uh, should be done. I mean, not, it's not like the nice, cool, uh, flirtatious blow I of mean, air. Pff,
2: yeah, first of all, it Peeves can go to the dormitories. That's that scary. That m- makes me very uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like, it, What? I totally forgot this happened in the book. It's such a small thing that I m- bet never if he's remember. caught, I,
1: I bet if he's caught in there though, if, if he would have been reported, Dumbledore would have had it out. I yeah, bet he, that I there do, is I, a rule. I guarantee that he. But I feel like maybe that's not. Maybe there's other what times
2: coming out of the shower and one of the ghosts is hanging out there. Like, what?
1: strange. I mean, come on, guys. Boundaries. Moaning
2: yeah. Myrtle would totally take advantage of that.
1: Well, she kind of <laughs> did in the movies. I mean, gee, Christmas, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Would she say something like, "And then there were no
2: bubbles left"?
1: <laughs> oh, moaning Myrtle. Also, uh, yeah. I know. yeah. Okay. Read on. On. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> what a name. <laughs> uh, the other, yeah. yeah. So, but I'm, I'm thinking. Okay, Oliver is a seer and okay. Slytherin. Okay. Slytherin totally changed this whole. Uh, they manipulated the events, right? So they that way,
2: did so that
1: way, yeah. That that uh, they had to play Hufflepuff, and it's just because of the conditions, etc. Buying some time, maybe scout them out a little bit, throw them off because they had been training for Slytherin. It's a great tactic, you know. Yeah, there are different style teams, and I truly believe that they might have sent Peeves in there to keep him up because Harry mm-hmm. got up at four o'clock in the morning. Oh, I know. You don't know. You need your sleep the night before a big game like that. And then you're going to eat a light breakfast and things. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, yeah. And it's it's mm. storming
2: outside. What a feeling, though. Just imagine. It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. And normally, if you didn't know, you have to go out there in a few hours and be on the Quidditch pitch.
0: Mm -hmm. What a nice Mm -hmm.
2: feeling it is to be awake for a second at 4 o'clock, look outside and storming and raining. And you just cuddle up in your blankets and... You just mm. turn around or roll around and go back to sleep. Right. Yeah. Normally. But that's not Harry's reality. He's like, oh, my goodness. Right. Now I can't fall asleep again. And I'm going to be soaked later. Yeah, true. But, um. yeah. Also, since we're, like, moving all over the place. Sorry. Can I just say that mm-hmm. I cannot believe that Hufflepuff agreed to that change last minute? You know what? Le- but uh, Yeah. Okay. You go ahead. You can go first because I have one reason, and for me, that's the only reason why no, they went say, okay. say it. Okay. I think the only reason why I think they agreed is because maybe they've been having some really good training sessions lately, mm-hmm. and they feel like they can beat Gryffindor now. Mm-hmm. They're in a really good state yeah and instead of you know playing them later in the season when they're all tired and busy with exams so maybe they were like oh this is our chance we Mm -hmm. are killing Mm -hmm. it right now and then slytherin walks up to them and they're like oh yeah we will play gryffindor now
1: yeah yeah
2: or they're just too nice
1: (laughs) i was gonna say it's a very hufflepuff thing that you know cedric at the end of this is trying to say i i I meant to call it off like oh oh, what a sweet (laughs) sweet cedric you know sorry Harry I didn't know I didn't see the Dementors I was too focused on the game He's such a sweet soul I love Cedric I love Cedric too like Cedric lives in our hearts and minds and souls forever because I love him like and really
2: I honestly now have two Cedric's also in my head the Puffs Cedric and the Cedric from the movie
1: and they're both so amazing, aren't I love they? So the, lovable.
2: The the spirit of Cedric. Yeah. You know,
1: the only thing that Puffs does is it really, in the best possible way, uh-huh. adds to his character in such a kind, puff way that it I just know. like makes you with that. By, if you guys haven't seen that, you will laugh and you will cry your <laughs> eyes out. Lottie is tearing I think up he, right now. We by the
2: I way. think we we make it a goal to mention it at least once every episode. Yeah, we got to. But. Um, I'm so sad that we didn't get to watch it at LeakyCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they'll come back.
1: Right. Mm. Uh, But I do think, Mm. though, that Hufflepuff just agreed out of the kindness of their hearts. I also, there could be this element of like, well, maybe we can take advantage of the conditions. Right, yes. That's another thing is that they might have thought, you know what? Interesting, though. Yeah. Isn't
2: it? That Slytherin says, oh, no, we're not going to, we're not going to get our, you know, socks wet.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing is they didn't go to Ravenclaw um they went to hufflepuff i think thinking hufflepuff would just say yes and do the Mm. and do the
2: you know or ravenclaw already turned them down they're like no
1: well that's my question is like what would have happened if hufflepuff says no Hmm. who who decides that right i mean Mm -hmm. like it seems like in quidditch yeah and
2: that not even would was included in that decision but they were just able to say we're
1: spy we're
2: bouncing and Play, play Hufflepuff instead. Right, exactly.
1: Like, like they make the switch. It seems like there's this sort of captains can can yeah. come and make agreements that are outside of... Yeah. Like, if the team captains decide it's okay, but was... Yeah, that one seems like... Mm. There's got to be somebody over top the four captains in this situation, like Madame Hooch, who yeah. would, would agree yeah, to Yeah, I it, feel but, like
2: that would be a better way to
1: yeah. go about this, but yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. We? Here we stand with... Uh, puff, puff. Yeah. Cedric, 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 Cedric. Let's go.
2: Diggory, Diggory, Diggory. Love it.
1: Love it. Did you know that
2: Cedric Diggory's initials are CD? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, why is that? Cool? I don't
2: know. It's not funny. I don't <laughs> even know why. <that. laughs>
1: why is that? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Lottie's, CD Lottie's fondly music. thinking. Of, she's thinking of the days when CDs were cool. I love that. That's great. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, um,
2: I want to rewind a little bit and go back to the start. Okay. Imagine being the fat lady, just hanging out, <laughs> minding your own business, uh-huh. and being a good portrait, <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: and suddenly a known mass murderer turns up and demands to be let into the kids' dormitories uh, yeah. that you're protecting.
1: This is not what she signed up for.
2: No. Right. Hold, Hold on. Be scared to
1: death. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Even though I don't know if she could actually be, air quote, killed. If she, I mean, he slashed her portrait.
1: Right. Like, right.
2: Like, I mean, she she kind of bounces, and I, good on her though that she didn't let him in. She's like, no.
1: Yeah. Get out of there. Yeah.
2: Then he slashed the portrait, so she kind of.
1: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm flat yeah well i think you know again she didn't sign up for this
2: no that was that was scary for her for her but also i want to give a shout out to filch i'm sorry how nice that filch gets to fix the magical portrait that probably takes him hours Mm -hmm. whereas a wizard could have fixed it in minutes that's what i keep i keep thinking about that when i think about filch like is that actually nice that they let him be there as a caretaker
1: Wow, huh? hold on though. From his perspective, maybe it's just again, he uh, purpose right. We all want to yeah. be contribute and do something, and that's true. And hey, while you guys focus on those things, I can stitch this up real quick, or I can do maybe this or that. So.
2: Okay, yeah, I guess so. Because
1: if you otherwise, then then you take away his purpose. But
2: he doesn't seem very happy. You know, he Well, that's just a
1: very happy person. That's yeah, okay. Um, Mrs. Vig is happy to to play her role and do her that's thing. That's True, it, yeah, you know.
2: It's and we pointed it out. Somehow they're both connected to cats,
1: which I yes, like. there is it's a magic cool. in in swibs, for sure. Yeah. But
2: anyway, uh, t-shirts.
1: Search the castle. They
2: search the castle, and I thought it was kind of odd that they leave all the kids in the Great Hall, and they're only protected by other kids. Yeah, actually. even though they're the oldest students, but they're still just students.
1: Yeah, here's something that I was thinking about. So Cedric Diggory is a fifth year student at this time, yes. right? So yeah. So next year he's, sixth he's year. a sixth. I, year. Th-
2: I thought the same thing yeah, yeah. when I read it. Mm-hmm.
1: And he is the Hogwarts champion, baby. Yes, he is. He's the champion. All right, he's the dog. He is the absolute badger, and they pull him <laughs> out of the magic goblet, and there he is. He is the guy who's going to go represent Hogwarts. Yeah. So I-, I do think too. It's like those other kids they get that role not because they're the most powerful they're the most whatever it's it's that they are like like percy is extremely he he, he's responsible responsible yeah he's responsible he's smart um he is powerful Mm -hmm. he's that well he's he's got he's balanced he's balanced he's he's trusted by the teachers yeah
2: at this point yeah
1: right and so that's that's really that's really important um there are a bunch of other Witches and wizards in that great hall that I would not mess with mm-hmm. if I were serious black walking. You you know, you know, you know yeah. even a like Death Eater, even Voldemort walking in there. Sorry, you get hit with uh, however many stunning spells and stuff. You're you're done. Yeah. yeah. So but I, I mean, maybe not. I He's mean, Voldemort. I'm sorry. <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe not.
2: There's also the ghosts. So here's um, what Dumbledore says. Any disturbance should be reported to me immediately. He added to Percy, who was looking immensely proud and important, send word with one of the ghosts. Yeah. And then they're all leaving to search the castle. Right. So right. I'm assuming they kind of locked them in there and hoped it. Also, I think well, because they know they're, that Black is looking for Harry, that he wouldn't dare to just attack all the students and the prefects and
1: yeah yeah yeah. so the head boy and head girl are inside the great hall walking around managing the students and stuff and they're sort of that last layer of defense right but outside the doors are the prefects they're Mm -hmm. they're all out there and they're on guard i mean think about that too you know
2: oh like i mean i would be nervous as a (sighs) prefect i would also think like this is not what i signed up for this is not
1: what i signed up for but this and then some of them are going this is my moment yeah. You know what I mean? Watch me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, earlier, too, I was we were talking about peeves and you're talking about the ghost here and how they're protecting everybody. Mm-hmm. I was thinking what what we were talking about, what keeps peeves in line, you know, Dumbledore yeah. or he says some respect for McGonagall. Later on, he'll have some respect for Fred and George. And it's like the bloody Baron is often used to yep. threaten him. Yeah. And I thought, OK, what could the ghost do for like, to, like yeah. to protect these kids. I mean, is there? because oh, c- in some way they okay. can interact with. I don't. I don't know. Like, a, I'm trying can to remember they what interact they interact
2: with their surroundings. I mean, Peeves can.
1: Yeah, Peeves can. Right, he's he can, he's, yeah. he's a poltergeist, and so. But I was like, what would? Why is he scared of the bloody bear? And I need yeah, to do some could, more you research mean, what can he do? Or What,
2: yeah, what did could, he do? What
1: did he do? What can he do? Is it just that he's scary looking? I mean, is it, mm-hmm. you know, against spirits on spirit there. It's a little bit uh-huh. of a different thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're really used as messengers and and.
2: Well, if you take it to a deeper level, Peeves is supposed to be the spirit of mischief, and he's threatened by. If you think about the Bloody Baron, who's maybe the spirit of despair, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mischief is threatened by. Oh. Despair and.
1: Yeah, well, because that's I yeah, it, that could be because that makes a lot of sense because it does say I'm just looking this up. You know why. And they say that maybe some of the ghosts are sensitive to mood, and that maybe mm-hmm. Peeves himself would be sensitive to what the Bloody Baron yeah. represents, or that atmosphere, that gloominess, or what have you, that would that would come over and maybe yeah. cloud, yes, his space. Is he, that what you're kind of yeah. saying, yeah.
2: He's always actually, yeah. He's all, I mean, from Peeves' perspective, he's always in a good mood. He's just he doing is, what he wants. He is happy
1: about what he's doing, isn't he? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's interesting that later on. During the Wizarding War, when 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 Voldemort comes back, that's the very thing that Fred and George do to tackle mm-hmm. despair, like the despair that people feel. Yeah, they try to tackle it with laughter. Right, and right. that turns out to be very helpful to their cause because they develop some items that can help fight mm-hmm. in the Wizarding War. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so yeah, and I just
1: I guess it's just thinking about you'll know, have to do I have to do more research on it. Just to, the ghost yeah. and what, what can they you know what, what can they do because the portraits again they are used in some ways to to protect the common room and they're also used yeah. as messengers in there <laughs> uh yeah. what
2: Someone made me think of the tiktok we saw the other day um someone made a tiktok about the serious black situation when he broke into the castle and the yeah. portraits are like oh i haven't seen nothing <laughs> well how did they not see anything like there's portraits everywhere yeah how they were just they- sleeping or what no How one did saw. Did they yeah. not
1: see anything? Wouldn't a dog be really suspicious?
2: No, no. I wonder though if he turned up as a dog or as a human.
1: Well, I think he probably walked in there as a dog to get yeah, past the Dementors that's and what then I think. and yeah. then he turned. Yeah. Right? So
2: Yeah, so <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. I, I do a think too, when maybe the kids there are, is some passageways that he knows. I mean, he well, yeah, he, it, he created the Marauders map. So right, right. he, he, he does, probably yeah. knows all the secret passageways. That's my explanation for it. That he didn't even use corridors with portraits mm-hmm. until he got to the fat lady. Yeah. Yeah. Or some right before.
1: Huh.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um But yeah, back to the students in the Great Hall. They're probably some of them really terrified because there's a murderer in the castle. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, but some are having the time of their lives. But in puffs they they rip, they, they make it seem like a big slumber party <laughs> for everyone. Yeah, you have a question.
1: Well, before you move past the slumber party thing, I want (laughs) to I want to mention something. Like, like I always love to do text to self connections, meaning like I connect my personal experience to this chapter and this slumber party. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you know, students, Mm -hmm. this I don't know if anybody out there has ever gone on one of these trips, but we did an overnight trip in elementary school.
2: You did. We
1: were fifth graders. My mom, you better believe she chaperoned that bad boy, (laughs) and you did not mess with Mrs. Kirk. Uh, no, you don't. You don't mess with this car at all, people. Let me tell you. But I was, uh, we, we went to Cosi, and I've yet to take you to Cosi, which is I downtown yeah. Columbus, and we stayed overnight. And let me tell you, for a bunch of fifth graders, it was the most exciting thing. I bet. Thing. <laughs> I just could not believe it, and I don't think I think we're young enough that like maybe they didn't. Re- Boys sat on this side, and the girls <laughs> sat over there, but our feet were touching, and I was like, uh-huh. "This is wild." Hello? And I didn't, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was, you know, I'm yeah. just a good old Hufflepuff, but my buddy next to me, oh my
2: gosh,
1: <laughs> he was cute, he, yeah, he was just like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it was, it was nuts, I think it was just, I, I'll never forget this quote where he's just like, he woke up the next morning and one of the girls that he had a crush on, was sleeping you know opposite of him like their feet are
2: yeah like, uh, oh i bet know. there was some feet touching in the great hall oh, i Here, guarantee that there. i guarantee some putsy
1: <laughs> was being played but uh so he, he wakes up and then i remember like it's super early and kids you have know, to go to the bathroom there's flashlights and mm-hmm. things are kinda oh yeah lit oh yeah you've got you've got the chaperones who stay up all night and they're all sleeping in among it's all it's it was i, I can't actually believe we went on this trip yeah but because nowadays i can't i can't envision it i guess it's because i teach high school and that's probably why but <laughs> Uh, I remember this this girl asked my buddy she was just like don't forget to brush your teeth Michael and just like just oh, like tell us, okay. and he was like and like he, he had a he like he had a crush on her right and he yeah. was just I just remember him like telling us all later he's like yeah I was the first person she came up to. and told me, just, you know, reminded me to brush my teeth. Like we're bragging about these because. these stupid things. Like who talked to who, and who was oh. like uh, who would yeah. Just but it's there's an excitement to it. You're like it's out and cute. about, and you're up late at night talking to your friends next to you, and you hear the girls over there talking, oh, and, I know. and they're so who are they talking about, and why do they keep looking at this guy or that girl, whatever I you know. know, and then it's fifth grade is
2: actually really cute. It's really just it the is yeah. crushes and cuteness right, right, um but i kind
1: of feel that same excitement going on here In the oh yeah for sure other than yeah, like ron and hermione and harry who are just interested in what dumbledore and snape are saying which yeah. every by the way everyone heard them say that oh, pff, yeah no one <laughs> wasn't well, just ron I, I can't and hermione
2: like, I, I actually i'm certain that tons of kids are still awake whispering to each other in their sleeping bags or theorizing about yeah. how how he how got in but they didn't find him and Dumbledore's not surprised. That's why he probably said put all the kids in there because yeah. he didn't expect Sirius to linger around. No. Yeah, so. Yeah. No, no, no. They just wanted to make sure that he's really gone. Right. I love though that the next day um again shout out to Paws the play. I love that Hannah Abbott claims he can turn into a flowering shrub. Yeah. It's true.
1: It's true. <laughs>
2: They totally caught that detail. And whoever played Hannah, she delivered it perfectly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, if if you're looking for the details about the Hufflepuffs. I know if you're
2: only reading through this, looking for anything, anything, anything anything about Hufflepuffs, then there it is.
1: And that's all you've got to go off of. So you're like, I'm going to make that a thing in a play. I'm going to, you know, play up this idea.
2: There's one thing, really, the rest of it was so awesome and as a potter head you understand all the jokes but one thing it doesn't matter how many times i watch it i don't understand that thing where cedric goes like avia Force or something like that and the bird yeah. pops out and me neither i, I never if anyone's out there has seen puffs and knows what i'm talking about and you know the reference and understand it. Please send me a message. Yeah, and
1: we hope it's not inappropriate because we have no clue. Oh, yeah, we don't know. Sorry, sorry about that. (laughs) I just thought (laughs) as you're speaking, I'm like, I know, we don't, yeah, maybe we're really I have no idea what it could be. So, Watch, it's probably something, it's probably something Like that, like like shrub thing, and we haven't we got there yet. yet. Yeah, you know what I mean. it's Probably. You know, yeah,
2: <gasps> I can't wait for the day. Gosh, dang it! When we read them, right? The light bulbs go go off. Pew,
1: pew, they go yeah. puff. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what I mean. See, that's dumb humor though, it's and it makes so you laugh. Funny. And I just uh makes my Hufflepuff heart just swell. Good. Anyway. Yeah, uh yeah, the next day so they're all talking about yeah, what what could happen and things. And you know her the, like kind of peeking into what she's saying. I kind of imagine that night too when they were hmm. in the sleeping bags that there was a group of hufflepuffs all in the yeah, corner I know. really talking about what was going down and yeah. just like they did with Harry in yeah. the chamber of secrets, you know. I know. I
2: know. <laughs>
1: they're just I I, I feel like I they're it. happy gossipers, yes, you know. They are. Yes. Like 100%. not about ourselves but other yeah. things going on. No, for sure. It's the, yeah, gossip can be bad. They're
2: just trying just, to stay safe, okay.
1: Right, and yes, yeah, so you got to share information. Yeah, whether Ew. it be rumor yes. or whatever it might be, you like share it. It's yeah. something it keeps us on guard, okay. Yes.
2: <laughs> that's what badgers do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to give another little shout out to Sir Cadogan again.
1: Okay. What did he do this time?
2: He, I think they don't give him enough credit for doing the job for, for doing, for being the Gryffindor portrait that protects the dormitories because they all complained and he's coming up with all these ridiculous, complicated passwords. Right. But I think he really is brave. He's trying to protect those kids and, and and he thinks coming up with very, difficult passwords will protect them better yeah even though it doesn't make sense because the kids have to remember them too
1: i think he actually represents house gryffindor pretty well you know yeah
2: in his own way but yeah
1: in his own way and i know gryffindors are out there like Uh, i can't excuse me believe this badger just said that (laughs) and it's it's just because of the bravery guys it's Mm -hmm. just i think he's you know yeah,
2: there's different kinds of brave bravery absolutely
1: absolutely look at neville longbottom yeah and the way you know he represents bravery. Exactly. It's not, it's not all this, you know, um, Yeah. grandiose, I'm Harry Potter. I'm going to save the <laughs> day. I'm the chosen one.
2: Also, such a great way to depict Harry in
1: Puffs. Oh, my gosh. They could have completely
2: tried to ignore Harry, but he's always part of it. And he's just this, oh, look at me. But yeah. not really. I'm just right. an innocent little child.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so funny. It is <laughs> like, so funny. <laughs>
2: Okay, so we talked about how Hufflepuff agreed to the change of mm-hmm, the Quidditch mm-hmm. match on yep. the weekend. Uh, so they're not playing Slytherin, but Hufflepuff. And when Oliver mentions that, they also have a new team captain seeker. The girls go nuts. Yeah. They go crazy. They like, start giggling, and Oliver's like,
1: What is going on? What is
2: going on with you guys? Stop. And yeah. like, oh, that's strong and silent one.
1: I'm just it's so you know I never thought about it until right now yeah because it's just so natural and I I love that it is it's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a co-ed sport
2: it is yeah just
1: boys and girls get to play together and they're on their brooms and and that's not how a lot of our sports are in in the real world you know and I love that I actually love I love it's fun it's so fun and I'm just thinking now if you're Cedric and you're out there and you're you're flying past Katie Bell and she's about to score you might just pop a grin and give her a little wink and <laughs> she's like uh-huh and then just you know if, if he <laughs> knew cute. he had that advantage you know? I know now Cedric that'd be wrong I don't think you should do it. but hey gotta win the game right mm-hmm. um I'm just kidding I'm kidding but no yeah, yeah it's fun it's, it's fun funny that it's because co-ed they
2: and that it doesn't really matter yeah it, it's boys and girls playing together and I think there's only one team that's only women the Hollyhead Harpies right yeah, yeah. They are. True. They compete with all these co-ed teams.
1: Right. They do kind of make it seem like in the World Cup, though.
2: I was thinking about that, too. Are there... Yeah, when they when mention they the all professional... the Irish names, are they right. all male?
1: I think they are. But I, don't, I don't know. That's just... We could be wrong. It's just their surname, so... Uh, but I think so. Yeah. Anyway... We'll
2: have to look that up.
1: Yeah, because we'll you wonder if they're... Actually, that's pretty cool, though, if, like... The Hollyhead Harpies are just in the same – they're all in the same league or something. Or you know how it is in yeah, – actually, yeah. I don't oh, know how it is in soccer because <laughs> I've only – I'm an American, you know, so I follow our football team, the real football <laughs> sport. Yeah. But I do like that they have all these different leagues, and they, they, they play, and if you if you perform well in this lower league, you get into the Premier league, and you get into these different things. Right, right. I, I don't quite understand it all, but it's <laughs> – I know that in our professional soccer, it's – there's a men's league and a women's league, but okay. I wonder in Quidditch if there's not like if that's not the case, we don't really know, yeah. do we? No, because I
2: don't the think Hollyhead so. Harpies
1: they, they just play. Do do they play the Chudley Cannons? <laughs> you know what I mean? I think Ron's they do. Team, yes. I bet you they do. So if
2: they, do, they do.
1: Yeah, it would make sense. There's otherwise they would separate them here at the school level. Yeah, you know Jenny's a professional player, so yeah.
2: No, yeah, I think she does. She play for the Harpies.
1: Does she? I gotta look at her. Oh, trivia, 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 trivia. trivia.
2: Okay, so the Hollyhead Harpies. All-female Quidditch team played in the British and Irish Quidditch League. Did Ginny ever play? Ginny Weasley stuck with her athletic career playing for the Hollyhead Harpies. Cool. Ding, ding, ding. Yep, she did. Cool beans. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but they still have some time until the match mm-hmm. and i believe this is friday when this happens when oliver woods trying to give harry some more advice he's like co- yeah. i mean throughout the week i imagine him constantly like stopping harry in the hallway like or not just harry but all the teammates yeah yeah, yeah. stopping yeah. them and trying to coach them up and and give them some tips right so but this time and we all know it sometimes that happens you're just trying to get to class Oliver just cannot stop talking (laughs) just constantly trying to give him more advice and so excited and it's not his fault but Harry is 10 minutes late to class already
1: yes uh let's connect that to real life for a second Mm -hmm. how many of you out there listening right now how many of you are Oliver right (laughs) and maybe a little self-reflection for those of us who are walking down the hallway, and I wouldn't believe. I know, Sometimes I, I'm a true puff, and that means I am a, actually. Ironically, I'm a podcaster, and I love and I, I enjoy talking. Yeah. But really, I'm a listener. I enjoy having a conversation. Yes. Except for when I have to be somewhere, somewhere, and, yeah. and then I give you all of the <laughs> hints and clues. the hints and the and the and the body language yeah. and the and the nonverbal stuff to. I, 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 I even then I start to kind of try to interrupt, like, hey. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, 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 And they just, oh my gosh, they're not stopping. Yeah. They just plow on ahead. How many people have been in that situation trying to get to a meeting or trying to get somewhere? We've all had it happen one time or another, but yeah, it is, oh gosh. I mean, when it happens a lot or you see that person and you know that person is (laughs) the person who does that thing, I told you the story. I'm not going to mention the name, but I actually walked an extra five minutes down a separate hallway across a courtyard to, to avoid, avoid the Oliver wood to to avoid the Oliver wood in my hallway because <laughs> I was like I have got to get out of here on time it is like I'm yeah. gonna no we're not doing this so yeah and it's like you can't get away and you don't want and I people know too they know that I'm a hufflepuff and so like I got him I got this yep. guy he's gonna talk to me for the next 45 minutes <laughs> and I just so instead I avoid it
2: and Harry was that way, too, though. Like, he, he didn't... He was too polite... Yeah. ...to say, sorry, bro, I gotta get to class. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he lets Oliver finish, and it's 10 minutes later, and he thinks, okay, it's just D-A-D-A, Lupin's gonna give me a pass, and it's actually not Lupin. He's who, Who's in the classroom, yes.
1: I was just watching a YouTube video the other day. Uh-huh. And, or, no, today. Just moments ago, before we started. Wow. The other day or today? Which which day <laughs> is it? Uh, and... It came up, they were talking about defense against the dark arts. Okay. And, if, and instead of saying D A D A, they yeah. said Dada.
2: Dada. I love it. And I, I was often like, read it. Wait, what? Dada.
1: Dada. Or Dada, you know? Dad. Dada. Dada. da I don't know. but I, Dada. It's D A D A, right? Isn't that what you guys say? I mean, <laughs> it's just like in, in Star Wars, you have A T A T or Adat. <laughs> Is okay. what some people say. At at.
2: Oh, uh, okay. You know,
1: okay. or A T A T.
2: Yeah.
1: And I it's everybody says it a little bit different. So I kinda wonder. We should do a poll. How do we, yeah. you know?
2: I say mom classification, the Ministry of Magic. M O M, probably. And I say sometimes mom classification wow. for the fantastic. This means,
1: whole time so. I've thought you have just been trying to embody the mom spirit. Oh. And you've just been like, <laughs> this is your classification. I'm just kidding. Wink. Anyway,
2: uh, classification. No, DADA. Yeah. So it's Snape, not Lupin. Right. In there. So bad for Harry. Substitute teacher is Snape. <gasps> um.
1: Oh my gosh. Again, I'm doing it again. The whole student thing. I'm sorry, yes. where I'm just jumping in. My bad. But as a sure, substitute. Go ahead, Ezra. Oh, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Frau trying to teach class, but you go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I actually, I kind of am pulling a, a Harry. Ron and Hermione. Here. I know. <laughs> I'm interrupting, Professor.
2: If you to interrupt me one more time, just 50 points from Hufflepuff.
1: 50 points from Hufflepuff. Oh my gosh, we would never recover from that. You, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I was gonna say you lose that, all your points. <laughs> it, wow. uh But what I'm think what I'm wondering is, and I think people know where I'm going with this, is that as a substitute teacher in the DADA DA position, do you step into the curse in any you, way? Did
2: you told like, did you read my notes?
1: No. Are you kidding read me? Read the next no, sentence. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Just read
2: it out loud to everybody.
1: Do you think Snape is no, so... No, sits. It. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 um, that's, that's actually, the, actually <laughs> the next line right there.
2: No, no, no. This Which one? one? Snape okay. substituting.
1: Okay, s- Snape substituting for Lupin, so substitute teachers don't seem to be affected by the curse of the D A D A position. My bad. Wow, I, sorry, sorry I
2: love that. though that you had the exact same thought. We are one mind.
1: Hey, let's go.
2: Why do we even talk to each other?
1: If, yeah, what, we... if we, what if we just turned on the podcast and we just <laughs> it was silent, silent, and we were because just we were
2: just telepathically like talking to talking. each other, oh.
1: and everyone's like, "Wow, it's a great episode." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I actually am wondering, you know, he is cursed in some ways, but yeah. also he still sticks around because he's the potions uh, teacher. But yeah.
2: If you only substitute for DADA for one day, it doesn't seem to affect you the same way.
1: Not the same way, but it is cursed. Well,
2: because you still don't. Yeah. I mean, the curse is like after a year, you won't be teaching that subject anymore. It's not like you don't necessarily die. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we it's just like you're know. not in that position anymore, and maybe just right. one day will not. It's jinxed. Yeah, because it's. I mean, did 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 Tom Riddle make that s- specification when he was mm-hmm. cursing the position? He's like, not substitute teachers. Yeah. They're fine.
1: I like that. <laughs> He's like, one day I might substitute. All right. So. Oh, maybe he Whoa. was thinking
2: about that. Like, he was still yeah. hoping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if I actually do step
1: in? Once he won the Battle of mm-hmm. Hogwarts, he was going to tell Snape, like, "Hey, I mean, instead of removing the jinx completely, like, just title me as a substitute. <laughs> I have things to do. I'll come when I can." But I know, I, you know, come I get, it. I get it. You, you, get it. All right. Interesting though. Okay.
2: So give me the next question then, because we, oh, we have another question, and this, this, um, kind of connects to. Snape being mean to everyone, uh, trying to catch him off guard because he's like, you're so behind in this class. I'm going to teach you a creature that you should know about, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. that's more advanced. Yeah. Werewolves. And Hermione's like, I got this. I I know everything
1: about them. I got it. So the question is, do you think Snape is super mean to Hermione because she also reminds him of Lily Potter? And... It's the same way, you know, why is Snape so mean Mm -hmm. to Harry? Harry reminds him of James. Now, James is someone who he had beef with, etc., blah, blah, blah. So you you would think, right, that he would be Be nicer
2: to Hermione. Hermione. Instead...
1: But it's the loss like, of it So it's almost if, if if she does remind him in any way, mm. not physically or whatever, but like uh, her spirit and yes. her, her intellect and all those different things, her cleverness, then it would conjure up this. And again, she's sitting next to she's, who? Air quote, James her- yeah. Potter. She's
2: so close to Harry, who looks almost exactly like his father.
1: Right. A lot of people yeah. think they are dating. Dumbledore even inquires about it at some right. point. Oh, I'm just curious. Right. You guys seem rather close. Yeah. And if you're Snape looking at that, you're you're mm-hmm. seeing like, oh there's there's the lily potter of this class sitting next to or often being associated with the james potter of this class and that just makes me angry because otherwise i feel like whether they're gryffindor it has nothing if she were in slytherin if she weren't associated with potter
2: but one of the other slytherin guys instead and also it makes me wonder if lily and him they were you know, buds in potion in potions class because he was good at potions. She was brilliant, yeah. brilliant at potions. So, I wonder if they did like bond over their love for potions.
1: See, because there's there's two types of responses here, which is like he gets angry and bitter and mean, yeah. and that's that's really that's because I think Hermione's attached to James Potter, Harry Potter, right? Yeah. But I think if 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 Hermione were super good friends with Draco, or even let's say someone who any other Slytherin, or even maybe in anyone else who was just a misfit, kind of because mm-hmm. he, f- he feels like Snape was a little bit of a misfit, uh, didn't fit into the popular crowd and all that kind of stuff. If, if Hermione were more associated with someone, even like Neville Longbottom, that's also crazy. See, that's where like I draw a line with, Snape. Yeah. hey, like how in the world are you picking on Neville? Right, of right all people?
2: I know that
1: should he should almost be somebody that you're like drawn it's to. That's awful. That's a weird one because Neville is a little bit awkward and is growing and trying to figure himself out or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And Snape also knows what that's like and he doesn't connect with him at all. He's just really bitter and mean. And you almost wish he, that's where I think there would have been some more redeeming qualities. There are some, but, uh, more in, Mm -hmm. in, if he, if he would have like helped Neville in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I do kind of think that there is. Some yeah, of I that. like
2: that connection. You you told me about this. Your thought in the car when we were listening to this chapter, and um, I thought, wow, yeah, I never never thought about it that way. And I.
1: There you go, friends. Um, some of you probably. I mean, I'm sure people have thought about that. I just. Yeah. That's why you do a reread, though. I yeah. enjoy doing reread because I haven't thought about so a much, lot of these yes. things in this depth uh, for a long time. And if I if you do, it's. It comes and goes, and it's just more memorable when you can talk about it with friends and your Potter family.
2: So. Honestly, that's the major reason why we do this, we read, because it gives us comfort, but it also helps us discover all these little details. You know, these uh, books that you get as a kid when you have to find Waldo, or what is it? Yeah, where's yeah. Waldo? They're, it's just... Vol Waldo. Yeah, Vol Waldo. <laughs> we call that's them Wimmelbücher. <laughs>
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> you're like okay.
2: Okay, it does not sound at all like Waldo. <laughs> uh, but you there's so many little things that you can look at that page and find new things every time. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. how I feel, mm-hmm. like with this story. What also about Snape, Snape? We're still in Snape's class, and at the end of class, he assigns them an essay, and I cannot believe that he made them write an essay about how to recognize and kill werewolves. Mm-hmm. And I really, really doubt that Dumbledore would have approved that homework assignment. But in general, there does not seem to be a lot of control over the curriculum on Dumbledore's <laughs> side. So,
1: Well, I, I just thought it was kind of funny. You know, imagine a substitute teacher who had the authority or power to substitute in different buildings and districts. And if, they, if this was just a thing that they could yeah. walk in and assign anything they wanted to. Oh, yeah. Boy, what a craziness that would that would create. Like, yeah uh sub showed up and said we had to do this and so we did it here it is they said it was worth smile. well i think
2: i think snape was counting on um subbing for a whole week or or you know well a longer period of time
1: i i also think though he just did i mean obviously we know why he did this it's just out of spite just to kind of get kids to go research it and right and 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 recognize or or
2: see that he's a werewolf yeah
1: yeah but it is uh yeah it's funny to think about like what you could assign like jokingly not even jokingly but like as a sub, walk in and say, "Hey, what you guys Just to the research homework, yeah. this thing?" Teacher said, <laughs> "What? Yeah, to, know. you know, b- basically pretend like it is like because oftentimes subs do pass out the homework yeah. that uh, Frau Kirk left or Mister Kirk yeah. or whatever, and yeah, I didn't leave any homework assignment. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, so yeah,
2: awkward silence. Awkward silence. <laughs> it's the morning." of the match and yeah. like we said earlier it is described that peeves wakes up harry by blowing in his ear which is super awkward and you think that someone sent peeves on purpose to wake harry <laughs> i don't know if you guys can hear this but i no.
1: actually just blew in everyone's ear that is
3: ridiculous
2: <laughs> you did kind of yeah. i know right because well, there was
1: some Who people do with earbuds yeah. are really mad because no remember someone. "Oh like, yeah, true." Yeah, what show was that we were doing? Was it, I think it was this? Was it Star Wars hangout we were doing? It? And someone was just like, "Hey, all the food noises—they oh, were not a big fan oh, of it." Yeah. It's like, "Well, sorry. the <laughs> sorry." We get
2: hungry during an episode, sorry, but we get it. It's okay. I don't, I, don't, I I actually don't enjoy loud chewing noises either. If it's coming from th- someone else, yeah, we try.
1: We try not to do it a lot, but you know, sometimes you can't help it. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just. So,
2: who do you think sent Peeps? You think Draco? Yeah. Straight
1: up, I think Draco. He thinks it's funny, and I think Peeps is like that's pretty funny. I think I'll go do it. Yeah. And (laughs) off he goes. You know, he he slips in there. So, how does he maneuver? Can he go through? I mean, he's a spirit. He can. He can just drift in and out of.
2: But also, he can interact. Like he can make. Like I don't think another ghost could go like. And air would blow because yeah, you can't really interact with your surroundings with it's the such a world. weird thing because yeah. he can he can throw things
1: right he can throw things but he can and he yeah he can move things which is. Which is awesome. I think sometimes when people, when things pop out, like you ever seen those movies or those videos where it's scary and something pops out of your, your cupboard, your, yeah. your pots and pans, you don't bounce it. That's a poltergeist. Yeah. That's not a ghost. Yes. Okay. That is a poltergeist because they're interacting with the physical right. world. Right. Uh, but yeah, can, can they drift in and out of rooms and you know, all that kind of mm. stuffs? weird and crazy, but
2: I think he's definitely, cause he would have yeah. had to get
1: through the fat lady. Or circuit or Cadogan is my point. Otherwise, true. he can just. how does he get in there? Oh, good question. Right? Yeah, is he I just roaming he... the halls where he's he mm. has entry? But, I, you know, I think Peeves can go I in and out so of walls and too. move wherever he wants.
2: Or at least like through little, you know, like the keyhole or underneath the door or something like that. Yeah. Where he can oh like f- his, change his form. Maybe not yeah. go exactly through the wall.
1: True, true, yeah. true, true, true. Anyway.
2: Just theorizing.
1: I've, I've never given this much thought about Peeves though, you know? I know. <laughs> so, okay.
2: But you know who else is trying to get in?
1: Crookshanks.
2: Crookshanks.
1: You naughty little kitty cat.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was trying to get into the dormitory again. And just like the hints we got about Ginny throughout um Chamber, mm-hmm. we get all these little hints with Crookshanks and Scabbers. Mm-hmm. You know, when you read the book for the first time here, sprinkled throughout Prisoner, which yeah. I think yeah. is pretty cool. It's the same style yeah, that you... Once you read it again, you're like, oh, yeah, there it was foreshadowed. Just right. just like Fred's death was foreshadowed just, from just the like beginning. Just like Fred
1: Weasley's. Actually, guys, <laughs> In if anyone has seen that short that I did where I talk about Fred Weasley's, it has like two or three million views. <laughs> I don't even know. And all the comments are just literally tearing me to shreds on like there is no foreshadowing for this. One of the pieces of evidence of foreshadowing is actually in this chapter. Where in which at the end of this, we're going to get to the Quidditch match right now mm-hmm. and the storm. But at the end, uh, when they come in to tell Harry about what happened, the only person who speaks really from the Quidditch team is Fred, who is pale. Uh, he's very white. And it's he's described as white under the mud, meaning like death. hundred uh, percent. It
2: totally points to under to the his, mud.
1: Yeah. So and <laughs> well, didn't say George. It wasn't George speaking. It was Fred. It was Fred. No. So.
2: Coincidence? I
1: think not. Yeah, the, the title of that video, if you want a good laugh, is called "She Always Knew." And make sure you go, <laughs>
2: you make sure you go to the comment section um, and leave your comment. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So Harry wakes up. He's a little mad. Peeves woke him up, but he it's like four o'clock in the morning, and the storm is war
0: raging. roaring,
2: raging outside. And I I wrote down, how did they not cancel the Quidditch match, and I just wanted to read to you. I have highlighted all the descriptions of the storm, and I'm going to read them to you Give now. it to me. Okay, so Harry fumbled for the alarm clock and looked at it. It was half past four. Cursing peeves, he rolled over and tried to get back to sleep, but it was very difficult now that he was awake to ignore the sounds of thunder rumbling overhead the pounding of the wind against the castle walls, and the distant creaking of the trees in the Forbidden Forest. The noise of the storm was even louder in the common room. Harry knew better than to think the match would be canceled. Quidditch matches weren't called off for trifles like thunderstorms. The wind was so strong that they staggered sideways as they walked out onto the field. If the crowd was cheering, they couldn't hear it over the fresh rolls of thunder. Rain was splattering over Harry's glasses. Within five minutes, Harry was soaked to his skin and frozen, hardly able to see his teammates, let alone the tiny snitch. The sky was getting darker, as though night had decided to come early. With the first flash of lightning came the sound of Madam Hooch's whistle. There was another clap of thunder, followed immediately by forked lightning. This was getting more and more dangerous. There's, like, thunder, lightning. The rain is so bad that you can't hear, you can't see. Yes.
1: So, but was Madame Hooch whistling them down for, like, a delay because of the lightning? Or was she just... No, it was
2: because uh, Oliver Wood was calling a timeout. timeout. A a timeout. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know
1: if it was, like okay because sometimes you're whistling because of a foul or you're whistling because of a timeout or something so Mm -hmm. it it had to do with quidditch it wasn't because she was shutting this down and this is this is the thing whether and i mean it's quidditch goes on no matter what (laughs) yeah no matter what dementors walk on the field doesn't matter you have to continue on and unless the captains agreed to like call it they yeah. would have had to deal with these elements, it you know. It is a rough sport. It's crazy. And it's that's nuts.
2: why I think that's why Oliver Wood last year. That's why he was so shocked that Quidditch was cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Can- Professor? Cancel Quidditch? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Watch me. <laughs> yeah, it's good.
1: But no I That mean- was the
2: only reason what you know, students getting petrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost. Right, yeah, kill. right. But I mean, in a thunderstorm, are they protected? Because, but are they magically protected from lightning? Because they're up there in the air.
1: Didn't we see in the yeah, movie, in the movie
2: we saw Cedric, Cedric get hit by lightning? It's nuts. I remember that.
1: Harry's got a lightning. <laughs> and scar. he falls
2: backwards.
1: And yeah, so Cedric fell. Did anybody catch him? I mean, I
2: know, right? And then the ne-
1: hey, by the way, in the next film, the actor is not there. Not the same actor.
2: Whoa. <laughs>
1: Cedric 2.0 shows up. This is. Getting to be a conspiracy, but yeah, Yeah. I mean that is it's it is crazy that they that they go on and with as long as quidditch is played for, Mm. you don't have a time limit on it, right? Yeah, it could be super long.
2: Could be into the night. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you sometimes know. I remember when I coached football. Like we'd see a flash of lightning off in the distance, and I was like, "That's so far away. I hope the ref didn't. We're almost done." You know, it was like you had taught all day long as a teacher. It's Friday. Yeah, you're now out there coaching. Yeah. You're cold. You're tired, <laughs> and you're about to win the football game. You're up by thirty plus points, and in the distance, there's I don't know five ten minutes. There's there's a, just a few minutes left in the fourth quarter. Lightning strikes, and we go and on. They a have delay. to call it I'm like, what? Yeah, we it's it's delayed. I'm like, guys, the lightning. Oh. It's getting closer. Well, I we might have to escape. We might have to do this again tomorrow. Oh and it was like we're and then. <laughs> you almost just want the other coach to say, "Yeah, we're going to we're going to call, we're going to forfeit." You you, yeah. you you got us. But no. Four quarters, baby. You got to play all the way through. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, I'll never forget when that. Yeah. yeah. We had all I had to come back the next morning and it was like we're clearly going to win. Question. Yeah. Do you think And there was a chance they could have came back, but I guess
2: yeah. Do right. you think quidditch comes first when if if it was the case that the match went on? until monday and would they rather cancel classes Ooh. if the match was still not you know the the snitch was still not caught
1: i think at some point you've got like the um what i would call like the high school rules yeah where it's a, like that there is a time limit on it you know what after I mean?
2: 48 hours something yeah
1: because school comes first otherwise the kids would just be like hey we got yeah. a special exam <laughs> never
2: catch the snitch
1: nobody touched that snitch. okay <laughs> that's I, a good point <laughs> Whew. But um, anyway, yeah, so I think I think at some point Dumbledore was like, all right, it's over. So Or you know that, that that deadline is coming at like midnight on a Sunday and you're like, We gotta finish this bad boy. Yeah. So I know. Now very important moment. I see you have it highlighted. I just uh, yeah during the timeout.
2: Last point would could have kissed Hermione. <laughs> last point, my God
1: Bye. I, I think wanted to kiss for sure Hermione. <laughs> and now that I'm into fanfics. Here I am thinking about oh. all the oh. Oliver Wood, Hermione Granger things you could do. He was like her- beaming Oliver. at her. Just her. could have kissed her right then and there.
2: Oh, there's no good way to, to make those two names sound good together.
1: Woodminey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. His name is Oliver. I was looking at Wood and Hermione. I don't, I'm trying to put, you know. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Grangewood? <laughs> Grangewood? Oh, my God. <laughs> start it hashtag it
2: yeah uh yeah why did he why did he want to kiss her because hermione knew a spell that would save the day for gryffindor um, that's what we thought it would you it helped. would have i mean yeah. probably would
1: have. like who knows though cedric is good and i think oliver definitely even if the dementors don't don't show up though see i don't want to steal i'm actually really glad that in the book it says like oliver's like they beat us fair and square because oliver is not mm-hmm. he's not about that he's like no yeah. we were underprepared we didn't take this game serious and i actually yeah. know what that's like i i am yeah. not yeah. even messing with you yeah you know this as as an athlete too yes like you You're know are
2: mad at your teammates well, for but not taking it for not taking it serious, it
1: serious. because you, they think
2: we're just gonna they're yep.
1: pushovers and you know what it's called is like playing down yeah to your competition yeah. or playing up to yes. your competition yeah. right and it happens a lot in oh, sports. That's, yes.
2: That's why they have those competitions where you can play teams that are way out of your league. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, because that happens, they, they mm-hmm. underestimate you. Oh, yeah. And you have a chance. To somehow. There's a chance. You There's feel like, I'm going to live up to the challenge. Yes.
1: You rise and to the occasion. And then
2: sometimes there is surprise wins by the underdog team.
1: Yep yep that's what uh so in in the states we in basketball we have like the 64 teams popping Mm -hmm. into march madness oh yeah that's march madness and you got you got the number one seed going in like we're we've we've not lost this year we're playing some just you know i don't know Uh, on paper they should never be like 99 times out of 100 the one seed would win but this is that time where the where it all counts and yeah it's just it's great so i think anyways back to my point Wood Mm -hmm. definitely knows outright sorry like Cedric yeah. was more locked in, yeah. less distracted in the same elements. Yeah. And yes, he does same, win. Yep. He does win. And the admirable thing there is that once he catches the snitch, he turns around and sees what happened. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, Wood. Call it. Call it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, Brownsley, whatever. Yeah. And then Wood's like, no, 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 no. You had Both it. Both very
2: admirable in this situation. I know. Um, I love aw. that.
1: I could see them sh- like I, I as much as it like hurts the Gryffindors mm. and as happy as I am that old Cedric did what he did, I would I love that as a, as a sportsman you know trying to to see two guys to yeah. say no shake hands yeah. y- you won flat out yeah and I have to accept and that. also
2: they don't know both of them don't really know that Harry is just more affected by the Dementors they don't really know why the Dementors oh, are all which there we're talk about yes next episode yeah because cedric is especially able to catch the snitch before harry because harry is trying to catch up he sees cedric already chasing the snitch yes so we don't know if he actually would have been able to catch up but he was trying to and he has a nimbus so it's very fast but then also
1: cedric they said too, being uh two years older had a bigger build and was able; like, the wind yes. and yes. the elements didn't blow him, him around as, as, as much. Yeah. So he was able to like... Yeah, just, Harry's
2: very light, very skinny. At this time. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he's it's just because of his age. And so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Cedric's a little bit bigger and he's just able to handle those elements more.
2: So. And it's also a crazy moment for Harry because he just saw the Grim, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Sirius, in the stand yeah. looking at him. Right. Then Oliver calls to him... Harry, the snitch, right behind you.
1: Right. And he right. turns
2: around, still kind of thinking about the Grim, but then, no, I got to get the snitch.
1: And, and okay, and what a lot of people will say is, look, um, Sirius or the Grim, you know, distracts Harry. Yeah. Friends, let me tell you right now, Cedric was also zooming by going, what in the world is a big black dog doing in the stands? <laughs> yeah. You know? And he was like, I ain't paying any attention yeah. to that. Yeah. There's the snitch. Yeah. So don't even think for a second like, oh, Harry's the only one who noticed the big black scary dog. That is not true. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, sorry. True. I mean, it could have been, but I'm just saying.
2: And then the next thing that happens I thought was very interesting because this whole time the storm is raging. It's so loud. The rain is so loud. The thunder is so loud. They cannot hear the crowd. Yeah. But all of a sudden it says something odd was happening. An eerie silence was falling across the stadium. The wind, though as strong as ever, you could still feel it, was forgetting to roar.
1: Was w- forgetting to roar. Yeah. I like that.
2: It was, it was as though someone had turned off the sound, as though Harry had gone suddenly deaf. What was going on? Hmm. And then a horribly familiar wave of cold swept over him. Inside him, just as he became aware of something moving on the field below. Before he'd had time to think, Harry had taken his eyes off the snitch and looked down. At least a hundred Dementors, their hidden faces pointing up at him, were, were standing beneath him. It was as though freezing water were rising in his chest, cutting at his insides. And then he heard it again. Someone was screaming, screaming inside his head. A woman. And I can't read. I can't read Don't it. Don't read it anymore. It's fine. I can't. It's sad. Man, it's so this is the saddest part.
1: You know, like this is really, really, really
2: hard to picture. This. It's awful.
1: It's this, this is one of those things that's like, it's awful. And to be honest with you, you just like people, when you hear, when you, okay, you hear in real life. Like I, I was telling you even earlier this week. You know, I've, I will actually, I won't. Yeah. I mean, no, I've just had students in the past who people friends family yeah, yeah. who have had traumatic experiences and yeah. it pops up you know at these at these moments or yeah. or there's moments where they're going through you know where you would say a, a, a metaphorical dementor is in their life some some shadows something that right. the hardship that they're going through something and then and then on top of that is these flashbacks and something triggers them right to, to yeah. think about those things it's awful yeah and it's really hard to, to overcome something like that and that's why you see a lot of people struggle with um yeah, with that. So.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And he was he was just a ba I mean, he was a one year old. He was just kind of leaving the baby face, going over to a toddler. Mm-hmm. So and and it's somewhere, even though he does not actively remember it, it's somewhere in his subconsciousness. And, and actually
1: and actually really what the Dementor <laughs> is is pulling out is this Yeah, bear I mean like a memory that like he never as a person would have faced it. Uh, except for like magic allows him to see right, it and right. feel it again. Almost, almost like
2: the pensive.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what I've heard, I've not seen uh, the Cursed Child, but Megan mm-hmm. uh, from Swish and Blick told, told me the other, when we were, I think, at LeakyCon, the worst part of that is when you actually see Harry, yeah. I guess, I don't know if yeah. I'm wrong about this, going back in yeah, time the thing with and witnessing yes. Voldemort's attack attack on Godric's Hollow yes. and being there as an adult saying, I could do something. Yeah. How and I, when she was describing it, I was like, I got chills. I was like, No.
2: Same thing with um Cedric. There's this whole thing about the path Yeah, if you have time travel available, all these things, Man. especially traumatic experiences. Yeah, it's well, it, it, the, s- crazy. Same, I mean,
1: same chilling thing yeah. uh, that they do in the Flash movie. They did this in... Oh, yeah. They're going to yes. do this in Ahsoka. They are gonna. They did it in yes. Rebels where you look back through a portal or and you it's, see a moment that you're like, what if I could? What yeah. if I could change that? What if I could have done something different? And really, you, then you're just doing sort of a magical... We do this in our heads sometimes. I mean, we, we yeah. think back to like, I, what if I would have just done this yeah. or that and I would have changed it? It's just, it's crazy. That's trippy. not,
2: yeah, that's not how it works. And and, it's not a good headspace um, to be in yeah, too, so,
1: yeah. you know, but.
2: Yeah, that's almost what the mirror teaches us. The mirror of every yeah. set is is teaching you that a little bit. Yeah,
1: and, yeah, in, in in a different way, right? In a different
2: yeah. way, yeah, for Harry especially because his his deepest desire is right. so different from everybody else's. Yeah.
1: And, un- and unattainable and, yeah. and not something that he can, yeah, so he would have been a person who would have been stuck there, Yeah. Uh, right, so. Yeah. Versus Ron was sort of seeing the future and his he was looking forward and maybe maybe could have gone out and pursued those things. So what? I
2: know we already talked about it. Sorry. But again, also, the, the, by the
1: way, Ron was seeing the future. Seer. He was seeing himself in the future in the mirror of said, Just another.
2: Wow. Thing. We're going Ron's back Seer. to book one because I also just had a thought about that mirror again. And I'm sure we have mentioned it. OK. But again, like. Dumbledore's warning to Harry not to dwell on that. And he just, you know, when Harry asks him, sir, what do you see? And he just says Christmas socks or mm-hmm, whatnot.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, for sure. He's, he saw his sister and yeah. he's dwelling on the same thing that Harry's dwelling. Yeah. You cannot go back and change anything. Mm-hmm. Nope. And you should, you should not dwell on that. Yeah. And that's why in this moment, Dumbledore is the perfect teacher for Harry because they yeah sure. see a, very similar thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Even though, you know, their role in that, in their family's fate was very different, but still. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway. Sad. Goodness. What a grim ending to that. I I, to, to cap it all off to the Nimbus 2000 is just... Oh, yeah. Been, it's been whomped to pieces. Yeah. So that's... It's goner.
2: Yeah. And I like... I think that's even, I stole that from the next chapter where, where, where it says that Harry's lost a friend. Yeah. He feels like he's lost a friend. Like even though it's just a broomstick, but sometimes we do have an attachment to certain things just because they bring up memories and feelings. Especially feelings because the Nimbus is the first broom that Harry's ever had mm-hmm. and the first time he's ever experienced this feeling of flying and that he's good at it naturally and it feels like the best thing ever is what he experienced it with the nimbus 2000 yes so yeah i think that's um that's part of why he's so devastated yeah um yeah anything else
1: Uh, i i think uh i think that's all she wrote Mm. so (laughs) that's all on this chapter just so you know (laughs) (laughs) this chapter is over uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, okay. uh, do, do we have anything for the old outpost here?
2: Oh, I was just, I, I just wrote John in there.
1: <laughs> oh, John, <laughs> as in Joan. Oh,
2: my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much for writing to us. Um, she actually heard us talk about, we we're not sure if we say it right. Joan, Joan. I, I practiced it's yeah. Joan, but it was so funny. Uh, Because she said she almost thought about um, sending us the pronunciation or how you pronounce it. And then she found this chart from (laughs) Pronouncenames.com. And I open up this chart and it literally says
1: John. John. (laughs) But
2: it's a a phonetic
1: spelling. Right. But it's it's got J capital O-H lowercase n. (laughs) And they're all separated, right? So the J is separated from the O h the o sound joan yeah. joan you just read it like we're in the car and she's like oh it's john i was like wait <laughs> you mean no because i saw i saw I like, can't be right
2: no it gives you the the pdf gives you like a preview I know, and okay. i couldn't really see what it says but the it was just big red john and i was like john
1: <laughs> i love it
2: so thanks joan for giving us a good laugh yeah, and not that we're laughing, you know that we're not laughing about your name. I think you have a beautiful name, I and love I'm so the name glad Joanne. now that I now know how to pronounce it. Right. So
1: yeah. By the way, uh, if you're li- anyone else listening, feel free to send us an owl because we would love to give you a shout out and,
2: and try to pronounce your name and pronounce <laughs> your
1: name or any made up name you want to send us down for that. Um, but I will be making the Joan. as yeah. you said, Joen. Yeah. Joen. John shirt, (laughs) the John shirt. We'll make it. All right. Uh. Okay. I think enough is enough, right? You know, we've. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Friends, don't forget to be grateful. Get those grateful journals out and start your grateful journey today. And I have Lottie to thank for that, by the way. Just so you know, thanks, sweetie.
2: Yeah. You're welcome. I'm just um. Yeah. I'm just trying to read a little bit more and. Yeah. Uh, that was one book I stumbled upon, and it talks about the positive impact of of being grateful every day.
1: Yeah, I think in the next episode too, you want to bring up like maybe a segment where you write down some thoughts on on those books that you've been reading and stuff, right? So I love that when we go to the library, you just I you did you I, I go there to print something off or do something on the computer, and you, disuple, you disuplay, disappear. <laughs> you display disappear, you display and appear uh, over there near the other books that are like all self development things, and you yeah come up with some really cool it's stuff. Yeah. Yes. So. But yeah, I just think, yeah, I've been thinking about that as we go into this first school year. We are grateful for this podcast. We're grateful for you guys, for the community, for the friendship, the fellowship, all those good things. It's just yes. honestly, uh, it's good at the end of a long teacher week for us. And by the way, we we just share things that are going on with us. No way, shape, or form do we think that like, because I, you know, I always feel weird sometimes as a teacher. I'm just like, yeah, oh, it's it's been a super busy week. And somebody's like, yeah, well, it's also been a busy week for me too. Yeah. I, I know it is. And that's the thing is that I think... For a lot of people, we have so much going on, and yeah. I hope if you're on your way to work or uh, coming back from work or at home or wherever you're at, that when you listen, you can escape a little bit and, and find, I don't know, some laughs, some inspiration, some calm, cozy vibes or or whatever. That's all we're trying to you know put out there, and we just, and also just share really what's going on with us sometimes. We, we do that almost more therapeutically for ourselves and mm-hmm. with each other, right? I mean, just to kind of talk about it, because it's different talking about it on a podcast than I think it is. Just you and me, you know, yeah, around the apartment, chatting it up, you know. So <laughs> it uh, it, uh, it just feels a little bit different. And um, you know, if you guys have something going on too, like again, the the, the outpost is there. It's open, and and I I love. Yeah. We say it at the end of the episodes. We love uh chatting with you guys. So okay, uh, this uh, badger is gonna stop uh, babbling. All right, babbling badgers
2: like a baboon, like a baboon. Okay.
1: All right, friends. Hey, uh, thanks. That is all for this week. Thank you for tuning in to Shell Radio 94.7 COZY. We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting new Positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons! If you don't want to miss out on the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast. By the way, if you're on Spotify or Apple or wherever else, please subscribe. There is a new feature on Patreon that allows you to get the EEE Mm editions, right? The Extendable Ear Editions. Uh, You can get those now on Spotify. You don't have to move off of that platform. You can just, boom, do it there. Same thing over on Apple. Uh, We're getting the backlog kind of caught up there on those. And so, you know, there's that. But yeah, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us over on social media at Fleur and Bill.
2: If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing Wizarding Family, like we said, on Patreon, Apple Premium, or now Spotify. You'll find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to Luna and back. You can also still enter our giveaway. Simply leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Unfortunately, Spotify does not allow you to do that yet. And after 50 reviews, we start drawing our winners. We have a Tom Riddle Funko Pop, the illustrated version of The Order of the Phoenix, the Hufflepuff edition of Sorcerer's Stone, signed by a true badger, a Harry Potter cookbook, and a shell Cottage shirt, ready to be sent out. So don't hesitate, grab your phone and write a few words on how you like the pod so far. On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with Chapter 10, The Marauder's Map. So make sure to tune back in next time, and until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family. Like we said, on on April. I I read Patreon and Apple, and it made April in my head. (laughs) Snapping turtle. You're a good cookie.
1: What the Cornelius fudge is going on in here?
2: Sea fudge.
1: (laughs) Sea fudge. So Sirius Black, the mass murderer, all Britain is looking for, somehow broke into the Gryffindor dormitory. Hogwarts declares a state of emergency and all and has all the students gather in the Great Hall to spend the night guarded by the prefects and the ghosts. Teachers begin their search of the castle. Perseus, head boy, is in his element again and urges all the students to get into their sleeping bags now. But everyone is asking the same question. How did Black get in while theories emerge among the students? Did he apparate in? Maybe he flew in on his broomstick. Hermione just rolls her eyes at the speculation. Is she the only one who's ever read Hogwarts history? The castle and grounds are protected by ancient spells. And one does not simply walk into Hogwarts. Later that night, Ron, Harry, and Hermione pretend to be asleep. And they overhear Snape's report on the search for Dumbledore. To Dumbledore. Black is nowhere to be found. Severus also reminds the headmaster of a conversation that they had at the beginning of the term. Black might have been helped from inside the castle. But Dumbledore dismisses Snape's concern and makes it clear that he is convinced not a single person inside Hogwarts would have helped the murderer to get in. Teachers are shook by this incident and and become very, very protective over Harry. McGonagall even admits that she doesn't feel comfortable with Harry practicing Quidditch at night on the field with only his team members around, she, therefore, she has Madame Hooch oversee their training sessions from here on out. And later that week, Oliver Wood delivers the news that the rest of, to the rest of the team that they're not playing Slytherin but Hufflepuff this weekend. Draco claims that his arm is still hurting too much from his accident with Buckbeak. Everyone knows he's lying, and Slytherin just doesn't want to play in the horrible weather conditions that are predicted for the upcoming weekend. But Hufflepuff's new captain, the good-looking seeker, Cedric Diggory, already agreed to the change. On Friday, Wood is trying to give Harry last-minute tips in the hallway. This causes Harry to be 10 minutes late to DADA. Yet, it is not Lupin who he mumbles his apologies to. Professor Lupin is actually too ill to teach, and instead Snape is there as his substitute. It turns out that the class and Snape have very different opinions on Lupin's teaching skills. Snape claims that the class is way behind and promptly introduces a much more advanced creature, the werewolf. Hermione is desperately trying to show that she does know a lot about werewolves already, but Snape cuts her off and calls her an insufferable know-it-all, as he should have. Ron is fed up with the unfair treatment of Hermione and points out how unreasonable Snape's teaching style is. This act of bravery, however, does nothing but earn Ron a detention while Snape continues with his reign of nastiness. At the end of the class, he assigns them two rolls of parchment worth of an essay on how to recognize and kill a werewolf. At last, a dreadful school week comes to an end. On the morning of the Gryffindor Quidditch match, Harry is awoken very uncomfortably by Peeves, who is blowing air in his ear. (laughs) To some... That might not have been uncomfortable. There was a (laughs) roaring thunderstorm outside. Right before the match starts, Oliver is not even able to give a pep talk to his team. It is raining so hard that they can neither hear the crowd cheering nor identify any of their teammates on their brooms. A chaotic and muddy Quidditch match ignites. Harry is blinded by the rain. During a timeout, Hermione rushes over and casts a spell to repel the water on Harry's glasses. Finally, Harry is able to see what's going on. Minutes later, Harry suddenly spots something that makes his veins turn to ice. In an empty row at the very top of the stands, there was a very large black dog staring at him. The Grim. Harry blinks and the dog then vanishes. At the same time, the golden snitch has appeared right behind Harry. The young seeker zooms around to try and catch it, but then another horrible feeling of coldness and despair, like freezing water rushing through his body, emerges. He looks down and sees at least a hundred Dementors gathered right below him. Harry panics, and out of nowhere, a woman starts screaming. Not Harry. Take me instead. And Harry starts falling deep, deep into a hole of darkness. He wakes up in the hospital wing, and the entire Gryffindor team is huddled around his bed Harry looks into anxious and pale faces they inform him that Cedric caught the snitch they lost the match and they thought for a second that Harry had died when he fell off his broom Ron and Hermione reveal to Harry that Dumbledore magically saved him in the last minute before he hit the ground on top of that his Nimbus 2000 was blown off into the wind by (laughs) the wind hit the Whomping Willow and is now completely destroyed at this news Harry feels like he just lost a good friend
2: why did I even <laughs> read that? Don't be mad. That was that was why is it so fun when you just read without pressure? With no pressure. Cool. I
1: mean, boom. Should we keep that in? Knox.
4: You know how to book flights and hotels?